Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host today. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking to a very special guest, a good friend of ours, and we're going to be t- talking about how a Disney veteran has changed the way she travels, uh, her style of vacation, based on recent changes at Walt Disney World, including things like My Disney Experience, uh, Magic Bands, Fast Pass Plus, and changes to the Advanced Dining Reservation System. Joining me, we have our panel of experts, um, agent, consultant, and Royal Caribbean <laughs> cruise line expert, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client services manager and adventures by Disney expert, Kevin Close. Hello, everybody. Very special guest, Heather Weil. Greetings. Chief executive officer of Dreams Unlimited Travel, Pete Werner. How are you? And back in our production facility, our crack production team, associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, as you can see, our special guest this week is Heather Weil. Heather's a good friend of ours, been a good friend of the podcast for quite a while, been on many of our uh, group trips, been on group adventures by Disney trips, as well as podcast cruises, and has been a good personal friend to many of us for a while. Not and all of us, just some of us. Just some of us. <laughs> she doesn't like Tracy at all. No, no, Heather and I are not friends. <laughs> this is what's going to make it interesting. Smackdown. <laughs> yeah. And Heather comes to us with what we feel is a perspective that some of you might have out there, and that you've been coming to Disney for years. Some people come every year, and there have been some pretty major significant changes in how Disney handles their reservation systems and uh, the minutia of planning a Disney vacation has changed. And we think Heather can help us by giving her perspective of the things she had to do to, to adjust her vacation style to those changes. So let's start with, Heather, when was your first trip? My first trip Disney? was... My first visit was in 1988 or 1989, and I came down with family at that time. I lived in Boston, so I came annually after that. I really enjoyed that trip. A few years later, I moved to the West Coast, and I didn't come back again until about 2006, and I guess that's when I became more of an Uber fan. I started coming two or three times a year after that. And you've been to other Disney parks. You've visited Disneyland. Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about your vacation, how you vacation now. You come, do you come once a year, every couple years? I usually years? come twice a year, January and September generally. I try to come in off-season. don't like to be here when there are big crowds and have the flexibility to travel then. So. Well, it seems like there are crowds now. Right. There are crowds all now. Well, Touring Plants had it as a 10, and I was really worried about how much fun it would really be with that fighting that many people in the parks. So. We passed by the parking lot for Magic Kingdom and Epcot yesterday, and it was all the way out to the last spot. The parking lots were full. Crazy. No, I was wondering if they'd start closures, you know, like they do have to do on Christmas Day and other days, whether I'd have to worry about something like that, which I've never seen even at this time of year with the holiday weekend. Disney has created no downtime. Right. There's no more, no more well, off-season. This is a three-day weekend, too. This That's is Martin Luther King, King weekend. Although so. I always, well, when we're recording this, when you're watching it, it's not. But, but And true. I've always been here this weekend for the past since 2006, and every year, progressively, it's gotten busier, for sure. Um, so I noticed in my room they have the bounce-back schedule in your little book, and you can book before you leave to get a special rate to come back. <laughs> couple of things have happened. One is they've made the bounce backs less flexible. You used to be able to book, and then you could move it to any time they had availability. You could change the number of days. Now they'll cancel that reservation if you want to change it, and you have to rebook if there's availability. So they've made it a little more restrictive. 
but there's no bounce back time in November at all. It used to be a season when you could travel that sort of between, the, there's always that between Thanksgiving and the start of the Christmas season was a good time to come, and now there's no availability. No. Later in December is when the they've got the bounce back listed, so that's interesting. They've really changed the like dynamic. over Christmas? Not over Christmas, but those later in December, not okay. that first week of December. Tell us what you think the the single biggest change is that has affected the way you travel. What's the one thing that Disney's done where you've said to yourself, mm -hmm. boy, this now affects me in a profound way? I would say it's the FastPass Plus, the, my, the whole kind of my Disney experience, book every minute of your stay before you come. Definitely. Let's, we want to make sure people know what we're talking about. We want to just jump into terms. You guys want to describe FastPass Plus? Anybody want to take well, that? FastPass Plus is basically... It's kind of taking the old FastPass system and escalating it to a new level. So that now you can book it prior to your vacation. Uh, it can be booked 60 days prior for guesting on property. And I believe if you're off-site or local, it's 30 days. Am I right on that? If you're an annual pass holder. Annual pass holder, it's 30 days and as well. poor Rube who shows up day of. Right. Stuck with what's left. Right. So that's what FastPass Plus is. My Disney Experience is the new site that you would go to to create your your trip experience you'd link your resort reservation you'd link your tickets and that's where you would create everything that's happening for your vacation and this is the changes that have occurred in the last couple of years before that we really didn't have that system in place and for some people i think it's a really good thing so what what's the change that you see you see that they've implemented FastPass plus is this a negative a positive for me, it's a negative. I think for a lot of the Uber users and the people who have traveled a lot who were good at using the old FastPass system, that's very significant. I don't, I'm not crazy for having to decide 60 days in advance when I'm going to be in a park or what park I'm going to pick to have to lay out all my days. And I feel like there's a philosophical shift from ad, sort of abundance to scarcity. So now it's like, oh, well, we don't have enough tier one attractions in Epcot and Hollywood Studios, so you only get to pick one. You get to pick your three fast passes. And at first people were like, this is great. I don't have to get up. I don't have to make rope drop. I can just know that I'm going to go on Soren. But now with all the other attractions having much bigger queues, I think as they ushered everyone into the fast pass system who's coming, now you do have to make rope drop because otherwise you have to wait an hour to go on Pirates. So I find that that has more limiting to my fun. I don't get to run around kind of crazy from place to place, I'd like to do this now, I'd like to do that now. I'm very mindful of time and when my schedule is or things are scheduled. So I don't, my life at home is very planned to the minute, so I really liked leaving that behind when I came here and being able to be spontaneous, and that element has been sucked out of the trip for well, me. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of FastPass Plus. I really am. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I understand people that aren't, you know, there still is the option of just waiting online. You can still have that spontaneity. Right. Um, you just don't have the old FastPass system. Right. And, you know, I've found that the times I've gone into the park, depending on what time of day, um, you know, a half hour for Haunted Mansion or even Pirates isn't, you know, we're so used to FastPass and we're so used to walking on things. Right. That, you know, back in the day before Fast Pass, a 30-minute wait for Pirates was great. See, and I don't um, remember. I, I, I don't date back that far on my visits, so I don't have my memory is of the, in that interim. The period. only time, I mean, before Fast Pass, the original Fast Pass system, 
Uh, the only time I would really turn my nose up at waiting for an attraction was if it was over an hour. Wow. Um, but back in those days, something 30 minutes, 40 minutes, we would do it all the time. It would depend on the attraction for sure. Yeah. I mean, there was always a cost-benefit analysis that you did. Is this really worth the wait for doing it? You're also, um, you've sort of embraced the idea of the My Disney Experience. You're one who'll use it in the parks. Do you find it helpful at all to have that with you in the park? Yeah, I think it's necessary in the park, you know, to use to know where the where the wait times are to check on that. It's nice that they they do give you that information to work with. So as you move from place to place, you can decide, is it worth it to walk over to Liberty Square or should I be doing something else? Um, and I like I do like being able to change those reservations. Like if I decide in the early in the morning before the window starts that I want to go to a different park, I can cancel my reservations, book new ones somewhere else. So they do give you that ability. You don't necessarily get to get the same attractions in the same times, but you can you can change it. I just find that it feels more structured, and I I don't like having that much structure in my day. So Heather, did you use the old FastPass system? I did, and I think what I liked, especially in the days before when they didn't reinforce the return times, you could say I'd like to pick up a fast pass for night for Space Mountain, then I'll come back and use it later on. So there was that sort of gave you infinite flexibility in okay. what you did. See, because that's what I found with the old fast pass system. I found I had to plan just as much with that system. Hmm. So if mm-hmm. I wanted to walk, to ride Toy Story Mania, for example, right. we would have to show up before rope drop, and we had a strategy. We'd maneuver our way to the front as close as we could, and Chris would have all of our tickets. Right. And then as soon as that rope dropped, he walked faster than I did so he would head straight back and he would get those in line for those fast passes and I would go get in line for the ride to see if we could do it and so I found like we were just as structured with the old system mm-hmm. um, because we wanted to ride within the time we were there so like like you had said you right. would, you were getting a fast pass for that evening that wouldn't have been something that we did right like right. we wanted during that time that we were there so we found that we were just as probably in some ways more structured with the old system just because we couldn't do it from the hotel room that morning mm-hmm. and make that last minute decision. Right. So, but yeah, when they changed the times that changed as well. There's also a bit of a, a philosophical difference in the, how you two might travel anyway. Right. Heather typically travels as a solo traveler. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit more flexibility in that you don't have to do a, by committee, right. you know, what do you guys want to go on next where you travel with the family? Right. And so you guys have to decide what's more important, who gets mm-hmm. to do what, who gets to do yep. this and that. One of the things that everyone seems to have embraced are the magic bands. Mm-hmm. Magic bands, except for Kevin and I. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to love the magic bands. Um, what do you feel about that as an added benefit? Is that a benefit? Is that a, a distraction? Is that something that's not necessary? It's super convenient. I like the the touch, the not having to have to look for a thing. Although since I'm an annual pass holder, if I'm getting something with a discount, I still have to get out my wallet and get out my card. So that's not a complete savings. But I like the convenience of that, the touch to the hotel room. I don't, I don't say it was worth billions of dollars to me for, for them to invest in that. I would rather them have invested in something else probably for my enjoyment, but it's, it's certainly convenient. Um, I, I guess I have a little bit of concern about the, they're collecting a lot of data. I wasn't hundred percent comfortable in the beginning. It's like, I don't want them to be tracking where I go. I mean, not in a paranoid way, but just in a way of in order to do this, then I have to kind of sign up for that. And I hope that they use that information to make our experience better. But it was, I guess I was a little bit, I didn't think people fully understood that there was a chip in there that they could really follow you everywhere you went or know that if they, that there's a lot of data mining going on. 
Have you had any experience that's been a positive one from the Magic Bands? Have you been one of these people who, you know, they greet you by name or happy birthday or anything like that? They do occasionally greet me by name. I don't, I don't find that super special. You know, it's it's not anything that it doesn't make my experience warmer. I think that if they're greeting me genuinely as a guest in any way, like nice ears or the numbers of the ways that they pick to interact, that work does well for me. So. I know that might be more thrilling for kids, kind of magical, like if they know, because I know why they know my name. So it doesn't, it doesn't have a special quality. But I guess if you were six and they're like, you know, they know, they call you princess, whatever, that would be pretty happy. So. Is there anything that you feel this has improved? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I don't, for me, no, I'm, I'm. I, I guess I find I'm there are things like I'm a rewriter. I like to go on an attraction more than once in a row because I see details and I'm looking for backstory and things that I know about hidden mysteries. So I like to get on an attraction again. And now with the system, you can't book. I, what if I wanted to book all my fa- passes for Peter Pan? I can't do that. So I have to make other choices then about how I spend my time in terms of can't hop back on. I'm always hearing kids saying as I'm getting off ride, do it again, do it again. It's like, and I hear the parents saying, oh, honey, no, it's too long of a wait. We have to go do something else now. And that makes me a little bit sad. It's nice. Again, we've lost that kind of sense of flow of it go with the, the moment that you're having the magic in. So, But that would be the same as before, right? I mean, there'd still be a way whether on time, yeah. yeah, like whether you had fast passes or not when you're getting off. Yeah, well, I think part of it is that we did get spoiled. Yeah, we yeah. have been spoiled with this, and you know, I, I'll I'll make you know I'll be in the Magic Kingdom tomorrow, and I have my fast passes set up, um, and I. You know, I'll go do what I'm what I what I set up to do, and if I want to do something else, I understand. I'm going to wait in line, mm-hmm. or you know, I could get on the app. Like right now, I'm taking a look at what's available right now. Now I know that small um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, while we're recording right now, is a 55 minute wait, and I could get a fast pass for it. Um, the only ones that are not available are the parades and fireworks, uh, meeting Anna and Elsa, mine train. train. But everything else is everything else in the park is available. Sure. So if I've used up my my passes for the day, um, or you know, as I I think it's as you use one, you can book another one for yep. later in the day. Use all after three. you use all three. Or after you use and all then three, then you go one at a time. Use them or they expire. Yeah. And so, you know, there there are ways there are ways to use it, but like I said, you know, there is just you know the good old fashioned. Go wait in line. That may be part of being a solo traveler, too, is I don't have anyone necessarily to chat with. I don't really want to be on my device. I'm not sort of don't want to spend a lot of time on my phone when I'm here. I want to be here. So that may be a difference for me as well that being a solo traveler, I'm not. Yeah, but I have to talk to Craig. Yeah, so that's like like an hour away, two hours. So, yeah, 20 minutes turns into three years. So I'm fascinated by the point of view because I know I've heard of a couple others as well. I've heard of not just a couple, there's more than two people in the world who don't like it. I did experience, but I've heard from others who have the same point of view and I'm fascinated by it because mine is completely opposite. Yeah. And so it's interesting to me to hear same experience, different, same experience, different reactions. So, I find right. it, I, you know, personally, I find it more relaxing. I can't tell you it has changed. That's so it boy, has changed the way I tour the parks 
so much for the better. Wow. Like it makes our vacation so much better. And I'm an anti-planner. I don't like to plan ahead. Uh-huh. You know, it's like auto mechanics are the worst, you know, how to drive the worst cars, travel agents, same thing. I hate all that planning in advance. So often we're planning the day before. We're going in and picking our fast passes or, you know, 30 days before we'll finally get around to I it. I think so, but you also are more willing to not ride something. You're willing, your guys are willing to miss mine train. Because there might be an opportunity to do it again, or you've done it in the past. I don't know that I would be any more willing to miss it or not than somebody like Heather who gets to come twice a year. I think that argument is different for somebody who comes now and doesn't know when their next trip is going to be. They're a lot less willing to miss something. But I think, I'm guessing, Heather, you probably do the same thing. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, I'll catch that the next time I come if the line's too long or something like that. Right, yeah. So I go through that now. But I can tell you a couple ways it's changed for me. Number one, we don't have to go to rope drop anymore. Whereas before, we had to. And we don't have to do that anymore. We can set our fast passes for a little bit later in the morning. I can know if I want to go over to ride Toy Story Mania. I can know before I leave my hotel if it's an option that morning. Mm-hmm. If with the old system, if I was going to arrive anytime after 10 or 11 o'clock, I wasn't riding it that day. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that that have made it better for us. The other thing that's made it better is now if I do want to go to Rope Drop, I can plan my fast passes for later in the day. So in the old system, if I showed up at Hollywood Studios at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Toy Story Mania was off the table because I wasn't willing to wait an hour or more for it. Um, as well, if I could even get a fast pass most of the time, but they were gone by then. Often things like uh, Tower of Terror or, or things like that, they may be gone by then. So now I can go in the morning, I can do my rope drop stuff when the lines are, are shorter, and I can wait and do that, but I still have my fast passes for the afternoon. So that's the second way it's changed for us for the so better. We're going to call this the Why Heather is Wrong show. No, no, no it's just no, it's a very interesting it's really perspective no, it for is, me. It is, it is very It's so interesting, because I've heard of other people say it, and I haven't had a direct conversation, because I'm like, well, no, it's better. It's can we do it. split screen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, right. the Rosie right. and Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Thing. Yeah, right. our, our thing is, we, we have a different perspective of why we don't like it. Mm-hmm. Because of how we want to go to the parks, we want to go to the parks completely spontaneously. I don't have to worry about can I can I get something? Can I not get something? The idea but, of having to think about tomorrow what I want to ride makes my head explode. Okay, you yeah, know, but, you but don't for have me, to, though. but you see, I for, do if I want to get on those rides. For me, the whole thing is forgive me, but everybody just wants the park to themselves, and it's just it's it's this it's this magical thinking that if it wasn't for Fast Pass Plus. I would just be able to walk on everything. No, you never were able to walk on anything. There were always lines. Yeah, I think the there original were times. Fast Pass system, the original Fast Pass system, did have its charms. I, I, I'll agree, and some of that was definitely changed with Fast Pass Plus. However, for me, I find it a lot more relaxing <laughs> to know. Like today, I know I'm going in the park tomorrow. I'm never booking these 30, 60 days out ever. Uh, the, the day before. I'll sit down and I'll say, okay, this is what I want to do. If I need to change it, which I just had to do for tomorrow, I can go in and I can make a change to one of them and say, oh, I want to do this a little later. I want. It. And then when I get to the park, I've just kind of got my day planned yeah. out. And it actually, for me, I feel like I have more time to kind of absorb where I am and what I'm experiencing because hmm. I'm not worried about I need to get here and get a fast pass right. or and I kind of know what my time is. Yeah, I got an hour. So, And that's kind of been our experience as well. So I, like if I get three fast passes and I get to ride those fairly quickly, I can get three attractions out of the way in 60, 90 minutes. If I have to wait for Pirates for an hour, I've done four attractions with a one-hour wait. I go back even older school then. 
because to me, I don't want to make any plans. And I, I, I never use the old fast pass. I very, I, I'm going to guess if I used a fast pass 10 times, that was a lot. And mostly it was because someone else convinced me that we had to do it. Or people were in town and said, I got to do this. I avoided that. That's the argument I don't understand. And I have avoided this. I don't understand why you can't still show up today. And just do it that way. Yeah, you what can. What makes you think you can? Just wait on, you just I didn't say I one. couldn't. Oh, I, okay, haven't, so. I haven't said that. Oh, okay. I don't like the idea because it's changed the lines. Because now there's a fast pass line, and that has pushed everybody that doesn't have a fast pass into the standby line, where before the lines were fairly even, and they seem to move faster. If I go to Pirates, there were two lines. I don't... I never had a wait to get on It's a Small World. The last time I was in the Magic Kingdom, there was an hour and ten minute wait for It's a Small but World. That's a that very, 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 very rare. But okay, but it happened rare. to me, so but it's my think, experience. But I'm just think, saying, though, it's that a very could be rare more, occasion if it's an th- hour and ten for a small Do you think world. that could be more, though, just a sign of the time, what we're talking about, how much crowder the parks well, I was going to say, I think, well, I think like there's that. a bunch of things. I think it might be and that I, as well. I want to go back to, you know, you talked about everybody wants the parks themselves. I remember trips where we used to oh, felt yeah. like we had the parks sure. themselves. I remember going into the park where I was the only person on Main Street. Right. It felt like I could walk onto Space Mountain and I could walk onto I want to jump in here. I just read a thing, a rumor. That I understand Walt Disney is discussing going back to same-day dining reservations only. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, they're trying it out at Skipper Canteen in the Magic Kingdom, which, you know, been very, uh, you know, brand new restaurant. Everybody wants to try it. And they're only, only it's only same day now. And I think that's exactly what you're going to see happen. Explain that. What does that mean? Only same, same day? day means you are not making reservations. You're not making your advanced dining uh, reservations for restaurants, you would just literally that day see in a skipper canteen. It's not even that day. It's when you're ready to eat. Show up, go to the counter, give them your name. They hand you a little buzzer. Say, well, buzzer when it's ready. They'll give you an idea how long the wait is. And that's it. There's no making a reservation so at a all. So a typical restaurant experience then where you're just... And they, like and really interestingly, because we, we were there for the, uh, for the opening and they kept referring to that as a test. Mm-hmm. Well, what I heard was that they were going to go back to sort of the way when Epcot first opened, where you talked to that I would love that. And mm-hmm. made the reservation. They would tell you what they had available, and you made your lunch reservation or your dinner reservation. I think it's a great idea. The day idea. you were in the park. So does that, do we look at advanced dining reservations separate from the whole Fast Pass Plus issue? So mm-hmm. are advanced dining reservations more... Is it difficult for you now to, to deal with dining in this way, or do you think it's the same as? No, I think I think it um, between the dining plan in particular, I think has really affected the availability of ADRs. Although, you know, once they moved Le Cellier, for example, to a, uh, a two table service credit, all <laughs> of was, a sudden you can get reservations there all the time. <laughs> um, but. You know, I think going that route, because I think there are a lot of people that still make multiple reservations mm-hmm. and at, for the same time, because they're not sure what they're going to want to do and end up letting, even though Disney will charge you for that now, I think that, you know, they'll cancel the day before, cancel the ones they don't want the day before. And I think, but, you know, when somebody's trying to plan, 
they can't get into that restaurant because it's full of a lot of reservations that are actually never going to never going to. And I think that's going to go back to getting yeah. people rushing to parks. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a much fairer system. I agree. Uh, when that's how we used to do it. I think what's happened, well, and I don't want to come across as the crotchety old man, and I think that's always the the role I'm portrayed at, as when I talk about this. In my mind, Disney World has always been a peaceful, happy place. And I think I don't want to think about what I want to do tomorrow. And yes, I can go in and stand in line, but I'm dealing with everybody else in the park who is doing this. So it's kind of like it's no longer it's I think Disney World has become very, very complicated, complicated to the point where it's kind of a turnoff for me. Knowing that I have to have a dining reservation because I can't just walk up to a restaurant and if the sure you can sure you can you, certain restaurants you can't you can't walk up to be our guest and expect to get a table sometimes you will but the vast majority of restaurants yeah. at Disney World you can absolutely walk up and not have a problem. We had dinner at the Yachtsman the other night and we were the o- pretty much the only people in the restaurant and I heard them tell people the restaurant was full. Well, they might have reservations. They might. We were the only people there. Oh, I've had so, that experience at Kona Cafe. You go up and the place is empty, and they're they're, they're not taking any walk ups. And I don't know what drives that choice. Like what? Well, what, usually what it's what they have what they have scheduled to arrive. Um, but I have the experience all all the time, all the time, where I go. I'm able to walk up and, and get bread. And I can tell you from a travel agent point of view, planning vacations for other people, uh, the advanced dining reservations at 180 days is a source of stress for every travel but agent. Also, you know, there's an app for that. Yes. And you can, like, yes. like I can go on and just look at today and see what's right. available. Not but people everybody wanna... is app savvy. I know lots of people who aren't. But people want to oh. plan ahead. And I get that, those that do. And so we book them at 180 days out. I will say with the new dining reservations being attached to your My Disney experience and your account, I'm finding restaurant availability to be better than ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I'm planning for a guest, it used to be that if it wasn't 180 days, that I was getting you almost nothing. Yeah. Um, but now I find I can have a guest book two, three months out. I may still not be getting Be Our Guest, and I might not be getting Ohana for dinner is a tough one. There's a couple that are hard. But I can usually still find you something. And so I think that... I think some of that, though, has to do with this uh, fee for the well, restaurant. Well, I think it has to do with away. the fee. But what also happens in your My Disney Experience account, when you're booking dining, it doesn't let you duplicate. Right. So if I tried to book a different restaurant for noon, it would say, you already have one. Did you want to cancel that one? It won't let me continue. Eliminate the people who are making multiple right. reservations. Right. So now it's not places. to say there's not multiple ways to make a reservation right. outside right. of that account. But I think it's eliminating at least some of the double booking. And then what happens is you have the $10 fee. So what I tell guests where we maybe couldn't get what they wanted or their first choice, check 24 hours ahead. Because with that 24-hour cancellation, we're finding, like I know a couple of times I've been here, where I've all of a sudden been able to get be our guest for dinner tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that, that fee. So I think that last 24 hours. And that, of course, is not a rule. It's not always going to happen. Um, but I do think that booking through the My Disney Experience account has started to eliminate some of the duplicates. Do you book your dining ahead, Heather, when you come? I do. Dining used to be a big thing for me when Mm -hmm. I came. That was one of the experiences that I wanted to have was trying the different restaurants. So I book, and that part was just part of, I didn't 
didn't completely mind that because it was just right. what you had to do to make it happen. So that was what we did. And right. it was kind of fun to think about where mm-hmm. I'd like to eat and kind of lay out the map of that. It was it, it's I, kind of like that six month ahead. It's kind of right. like, okay, now it's getting closer. Yeah, exactly. So it was like so a milestone a, almost to get to book it. It was fun to make that it. spreadsheet, you know, right. look at that. Sure. And, um, and then potentially change things as you went along and you know, make sure you got your keystone sure. things that you really wanted. Um, and I do like, though, I think I agree that it's much easier now. You have much more flexibility. I can go look for something like the Yachtsman at the last minute and potentially mm-hmm. find something. So I like knowing that that's true, that, that there's more spontaneity there. That's a good thing, I think. Do you find that that fee hurts you at all when they say there's going to be this $10 for you to just look at it like, well, I'm smart enough to know right. 24 hours in advance I can get rid of it? That's right. I think it's just – it's. It would be a problem, I think, only if something happened that really prevented you from getting there. But I had once when I was supposed to meet someone and they were sick, and I could I just called them up and I said, "Hey, this person's sick. We're not going to go. Can we waive that fee?" And they said, "Sure." That's yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That even if yeah. you uh, even after I, I've had it happen, even I, like I forgot I had one, right? And I called, and they're like, "No problem." And they and they reverse the fee. Yeah. Um, so it's more as a it's really more as a, uh, a deterrent. But they're very flexible, and they're not crazy about it either. So, Excellent. Well, I think this is one of those conversations we could probably have for days, you know, as we come at it from different angles. And you can I think, see how polarized we all are. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, but this is, also, this is also true on disboards.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is, you know, there are people who love FastPass Plus, and there are people who hate it. It is created. The worst part for me about FastPass Plus is that it has created such a division. Right among people among disney fans in terms of uh, in, in terms of it and one of the worst things i think for us as far as a travel agent goes is that it seems to have created stress there seems to be stress there that i'm not going to be able to get to do the thing that i can do and while it's our responsibility to teach people that you don't want to have anybody to have stress over right. a disney vacation and it's i find that fun. i think with a disney vacation you probably have the largest majority of new travelers Mm -hmm. you know for a lot of families this might be their first kind of family vacation so there's already a little bit of anxiety around that so i think you know when i have first timers are still some of my favorites and they they haven't gotten jada yet (laughs) right they're not john and kevin yet right but it's fun because you can kind of okay just take a step take a step back we'll figure it out you know, we can walk through it. And my challenge is always as a travel agent, trying to figure out how much do you want me to involve or how little do you want me to involve? Because right. I don't want you to think I'm planning my trip for you. But at the same time, I want you to know I'm here for you if you need me. So I like, you know, ha- ha- giving people instructions. Go into my Disney experience. Link your reservation. Have a look around. Because you want them, I don't want to do it all for them because I'm not going to be on their trip with them. So I want them to be comfortable to make last-minute changes and last-minute you know, alterations to their vacation and stuff. But I find my Disney experience has helped me be uh, a little bit of a better travel agent. I think it's given me a little bit more of a structure mm-hmm. to follow for people. And while I find my more experienced travelers or families that have traveled with me now a few times, they want me to have a lot more hands-off approach and they're kind of comfortable and they're taking from it what they will. I think it's a lot of what Heather's saying too. Some part you kind of work the system the way it works for you. Um, But I find first-timers just to feel like they've got that little bit of structure in place because they hear it. They hear you have to plan, and they're scared. So if they're going with a little bit of a plan, there's just enough flexibility there that they can... Or you have the opposite where people say, well, I can just show up. 
Yep. I can just go show up and do yep. whatever I want, and that's not true as well. Exactly. Again, this conversation gone for quite a bit. I would like to get the opinion of the guys in the back and see if... No quick. one cares. Oh, I do. I care very much <laughs> what these guys have to... Um, I come from a... Like, my mother and my grandmother. Yeah. This is from really starting mother. at the beginning, yeah. aren't we? It's <laughs> a little too far back. I'll take you back, yeah. It was um, a 3,000-watt radio station. <laughs> Um, no, it's, uh, my grandparents, I don't know if they've even been on the internet and they're the ones who always took me to Disney when I was a kid and they're still around and, uh, this is just not an experience they could ever have at the park anymore. And my mother is not very tech savvy. Like I gave her a laptop last year and she still calls me almost daily to figure out how to use it. And and in in a way that I can understand and relate to, like I, I get it. You know, I I try to explain to her about pictures on her phone and her iPhone. And and I am impressed with some of the stuff she figures out how to do on her phone. I gotta tell you, he portrays his mother as like this 80 year old helpless thing. And she is very vibrant and young. And I believe that you are. Well, that's why I'm even more upset that she's not tech savvy is that Uh, she is so young. So that's why I'm, I'm just it's 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 hard like uh she is somebody who who a single mother so to take her kids to disney is a lot in this world like i understand that now as an adult and this is is what you said there is a level of stress here that there's no denying it it just it it's not a way that would function very well for her if if we were here now like i don't I, I just I'm I'm a little nervous because she hasn't actually been here yet since this all switched over. But I try to help her as much as I can. How she has you to sort of walk yeah, her through it? Exactly, and and not everybody has that. And and Kevin, you you are correct because there is an actual fact that Fast Pass did increase all the wait times for all standby guests. Because if there were no Fast Passes for something like Toy Story Mania, the maximum amount of wait time that that could ever have is 45 minutes. But it's sometimes upwards of three hours because of the the way they distribute <laughs> That's stuff. That's what like I that found. Now. So that's I that I didn't have a fast pass to go on uh It's a Small World and that's my favorite. And I thought I'm not waiting an hour. But that line was full. The fast pass line was empty. But because I didn't have a fast pass they wouldn't let me use it. So I think it's just I also think there's a large share of people they're kind of quiet about it who are not app and tech savvy. I know lots of people my aunt, I spoke to her on the phone last night. She can barely figure out how to use her cell phone. So her figuring out an app, how to get onto any attraction for her or her grandchildren, is probably out of the question. And I think, well, yes, you can go in there completely blind and wait in line, but I always find that the standby line now is longer than it used to be. Well, so. for those people, that's one of the reasons why a service like what we offer mm-hmm. uh, with Dreams is such a great service, because your agent will handle as much or as little of that as you want them to. Even to the point of sort of helping you understand how to work it. Before we close up, I want to hear from Craig. I know he's been chopping at the bit to, to chime in. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. Um, I see both aspects of it perfectly. On the the one side of it, um, it it's made FastPass Plus has made it really nice for Kylie and I to spontaneously combust combust and uh not be able to go to disney world but sometimes whenever we don't get to that flaming point uh we do go and i'm able to just do like one or two rides that we we kind of haven't done in a while and usually it it works out that we can make that work with fast pass plus however when my family and i vacationed down here while i was growing up we necessarily didn't like i, I mean my sister was kind of a super planner she still is but 
in terms of us, we made our plans as it went in the moment, but we were also insane about it. So we were rope drop people who would go straight to Soren, get the fast pass, jump on it once, run over to test track, get on that once or twice to get back in time, right? When fast passes came up for Soren, go back to test track, get a fast pass for that, jump to the next, like we were absolutely insane with it, but we got good because we kept coming and we kept learning the different secrets to it. And so I miss that aspect as a local that doesn't apply to me as much anymore because I just, I go and do what I want and then I leave. However, that's also what makes me happy about Disneyland that I can go out there and I can still do my old, uh, my old ways and be able to maximize my time there. So as someone who wants to maximize their time, I don't agree with fast pass plus. I don't see how it could ever benefit with what I used to know, but as a local right now, yeah, I do enjoy it. That's what I loved about Disneyland Paris. Mm. It reminded me of going to Disney World back in the old back days. in the day. Back in the day. Excellent. Thank you guys so much. What a great, lively conversation. I really appreciate everyone's point of view on that. I want to end the show with our usual agent spotlight. Uh, this week we're going to spotlight Mary Thomas. Da 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 da. Mary lives in Syracuse, New York, and has been in the travel business for 35 years. She started working for Dreams Unlimited Travel in 2001 and has since worked exclusively on Disney travel for approximately the last 13 years. She first visited Walt Disney World in 1980 and has since visited over 30 times with her family and friends. She has also been to Disneyland and gone on numerous Disney cruises, including a preview voyage of the Disney Dream. When not working, Mary likes to spend time with family, her husband Scott, and two daughters, both of whom live in Florida. Through Scott's work with the AHL, I don't know what that is, hockey team in Syracuse. American Mary, Hockey League. Oh, is that it? It's a sports thing? It's a sport ball thing. Really? <laughs> it's a sport ball. Let's get ball. Mary has gotten to know the players and enjoys attending the games. Uh, Scott and Mary have had the opportunity to travel to to travel more in the last few years, including exploring the American Southwest for their 30th wedding anniversary. If you're interested in a Walt Disney World vacation uh, and you want someone who specializes specifically in Walt Disney World travel, please contact Mary, mary at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And Mary. M-E-R-R-I-E. Right, it was up on the screen, so I'm hoping that, well, again, people are listening, so you're right. Mary as in Merry Christmas without the no. Y. No. 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 Let's just go M-E-R-R-I-E. That's so hard. She needs to change her name. Okay. It's all right. We got you, Mary. All right. We got you back. Again, thank you guys for participating. I really appreciate uh, you being part of our conversation. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. And we hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. Thank you.